Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, people of all ages, witches and werewolves and the honey badger. This is episode 14 of The Modern Recordist and another edition of the 15-minute mixdown, probably more accurately the not-so 15-minute mixdown this time. Uh, so thanks for joining us again on The Modern Recordist, the podcast where we talk about exploring, uh, designing your life around, uh, being an artistic visionary and production and recording what it's like to record in the modern world today. We sit down with a lot of, um, rock bands and musicians, songwriters, producers, etc., and just dissect becoming a, a artistic visionary and what it's like in recording in the modern time. So thank you for joining us. Episode number 14, and another edition of the 15-Minute Mixdown. I'm sitting here with Lloyd and Parrish, two good uh, friends of mine from around the Nashville music scene, and they've been on the show before, and uh, we're going to just do our, uh, our our little not-so-15-minute mixdown, like, kind of like what we've done, J.D. and I did, on some uh, recording um, topics in the past on a 15-minute mixdown. Um, this time, we're going to talk about some ideas around marketing music. And uh, so these guys are good at that and they're experienced in that and they, they're doing s- some marketing push right now in, um, in, in, in some projects. And so I thought it would be a timely um, um, time to just talk about some marketing tactics and different things like that and just have a discussion around that, ask some questions and, you know, be some good actionable advice because there's making music and there's being artistic and there's all that kind of stuff. But you know, then well, you might want to, you might want to have people, you know, get it out there and have people listen to it. You know, sometimes maybe it's just for you, but sometimes it's you're, you you're looking to create something extraordinary and artistic in the world and have it make an impact and change people's lives and all that stuff. So there's a, a marketing aspect to that. So I wanted to explore that today. And uh, yeah, so we're just hanging. Thanks guys. Here we are. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. man. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so, um, yeah, talk. How about this? Let's just, like, you know, run through a, a few quick questions because we probably won't. I don't want to spend too much time uh, since this is a 15 minute mix down. We're going to be spending more than 15 minutes, but hopefully not too much more. We'll make this pretty succinct and just, like, get some, like, really the, the top most, uh, probably, you know, one or two tips that like be the most powerful kind of thing that you could have somebody be their entry point in sort of like marketing, but really quick to set it up. How about you guys just kind of talk about a little bit about what you guys do in that realm of things professionally. Um, you know what you're, what you're up to that's sort of brought you into sort of having your marketing expertise. Cool. Well, uh, I'm Lloyd. Um, I own a company here in Nashville called Villain Place where uh, Parrish and I do a lot of our work out of. And, you know, it all started because we've always been in bands and we always um, made music. And then you just get sick of creating, creating, creating music and then nobody hearing it. And then kind of on to the next thing. And you're like, okay, well, you know, we need to find ways to... There's so much outside of music in the music industry you know um i know when i was growing up like 
we did not have access to musicians like we have now, like trying to find content on them, trying to find what they're doing. But now it's like that the whole curtain's been removed. Like um, there's, you know, through social media, through websites, through everything, through videos, like music's not just about the song anymore. The song has to be great and has to be there, but there's all this other stuff included. So, you know, we started making all that stuff for our own music. Um, Then we started making it for other bands and that's kind of taken over our life, you know. Uh, uh, the song's one piece, but then we got to make the video. We got to make the logo. We got to get pictures taken. We got to do uh, websites. We got to make sure all the social media is together. Um, so it's really about being organized and, and and coming through there. So Parrish and I have been working um, with another good uh, friend of ours and, and fellow musician, Kyle Kelly, at Villain Place to kind of put all this together for local musicians and help them um really just through stuff we learned from helping ourselves um so it's kind of a super cool time to be making music right now because uh there's there's really like you can put it right out immediately you could record it and put it out that day if you want but um we're really working on all the strategy and all, and all the ideas that go behind basically getting your music heard you know um and, and there's just there's just so much to it now. Yeah. So what kind of led you up to, um, you know, getting that kind of expertise built up, and and you know you're working that space, and you're you're, you're involved in that a lot now. So um, how did you how did you get yourself kind of um, what's your you know your background is like your entry point, well, your like journey up to like to be quick uh, played in bands from the time I was 15 on. Um, recording was expensive, so I learned how to record. I learned how to do all that stuff. Um, started recording myself, started recording other bands. Um, bands needed videos, learned how to do that. Bands needed, uh, photography, learned how to do that. Learned how to do graphic design to make album covers. Um, learned how to build websites. Uh, learned how to book shows. Like, so then you just start doing all that stuff, and then, um, if you are, good at any of it um which good is a relative thing the way i got good is just by always doing it you know mm-hmm. i i don't really have claimed to ever have any talent but i just work really hard and i um am always having stuff going on so so uh by always constantly doing stuff other people notice they ask for your help and it just kind of goes from there and like all of a sudden now it's like i have my own company that does this work i also work for a uh management uh, music management company on Music Row. I, I teach uh, web design and strategy and video design and a music business program at a college in Nashville. So, you know, all that come came just from, you know, being persistent and doing it all the time. And I think um, that's the best way to get to get good at anything, you know. And then, and then all of a sudden, you have all this experience built up. Um, that just really just came from years of just doing it over and over, you know, mm-hmm. and and lucky being in Nashville, you know, we have lots of other friends who are involved in other things, like Parrish, for instance, um, with marketing background and working in music. I mean, that's a big part of it. The the organization, the 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 words behind putting music out, like how you the way you get stuff out to people, how you phrase it. Um it just requires a lot of thought, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of patience too. Mm-hmm. Cool. And so, what about you and your yeah, background think, and like getting up to uh, 
to to where you are now while sure. you're doing stuff. Yeah, so I um kind of the same deal as just, you know, playing in bands um for a long time and uh moving here from Memphis um to pursue music and I found myself um dissatisfied sort of with how things were going for me musically um and decided to go back to school. Um and I ended up getting a marketing degree. Uh so I studied marketing. Uh it's just something that had <clears throat> always kind of interest me uh outside of music um you know was the world of marketing and um how that influences the popular culture and how it's a you know a mass media and form of communication and and that kind of thing so I went back and got a marketing degree and spent a couple of years working in different marketing agencies uh marketing all kinds of stuff from pet products to uh web apps to um you know, uh, music business and engineering schools and all those kinds of things. And, and all those uh, practices are, you know, largely, like I said, just kind of communication tools. Um, so in studying in school and then putting it into practice, um, I learned a lot about how to kind of communicate uh, whatever that message might be um, and how to organize those thoughts to make them clear and concise. Um, and I think that that's probably – you know, the two most important things is, you know, just organization and and being, you know, simple. Um, simplicity kind of goes a long way mm-hmm. with, with marketing messages. Cool. So, okay, so you kind of touched on a little <clears throat> bit. So the, the, the really, like, uh, I was going to th- pretty much just ask, like, one main question and, like, have us kind of explore that. Yeah. And so I'll just. So I was of, trying to answer that. I was, I was yeah, trying to answer your question because sure. I, I, I saw it coming. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Organization is the answer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Done. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of in the vein. And I uh, will just throw this question kind of out there. And then, however, you know, whoever wants to grab it and go with it, we can just kind of like let it unfold and whatever system for answering will just show up. But um, the question really is when it comes to marketing, when it comes to marketing music and like, so a, let's say, I don't know, a, any band that's like a, your, your local rock band in some city somewhere. Let's just say Nashville. Why not? Because we're in Nashville. There's a lot of music going on here. I know there's a lot of music that goes on in Columbus, Ohio. There's a lot of music that goes on in LA and New York and Chicago, places like this. Okay. Atlanta, um, your rock band is a local rock band there. And either maybe you're just starting out or maybe you're even like you're starting to gain a little bit of regional notoriety or whatever. What is, and it may be kind of a different answer for kind of those two tiers, but what is the most important thing to do when it comes to marketing your music and your band or your artistry? What, what, where do you, like, what's the most important thing, would you say? This might seem like kind of a... um obvious thing but to me it's just thoughtfulness like every single thing you do has to have a reason behind it um there has to be thought and and strategy uh or as a wise man once said strategery lots of strategery (laughs) uh, involved in music so working with bands all the time the number one thing that i run into is they want to put their stuff out Mm -hmm. i want to put this music out um, I'm sick of my old songs, which is another thing. Never get sick of your old songs. Play them forever. They're your music. Uh, but, you know, I want, my, I want my album out next week. I want this video out now. I want to see these pictures now. Um, we need to hurry up and have this. We need to have that. And 
what I respond to everything is why, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, there should be a why or, or a background to every single choice you make. So kind of, and it, it can suck a lot of the times because you got to be super patient. Stuff sometimes takes forever. But really, um, you want to put your best foot forward, you know? You might have only one opportunity to reach somebody. So first impressions become really important. So, so you know, you can run as fast as you can sprinting, you know, doing everything you can for your band, but if you don't have a clear direction and a reason why you're doing everything, you're just running in circles. You're really mm-hmm. not getting any closer mm-hmm. to any kind of destination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you gotta have a vision, you gotta have a strategy, you gotta you gotta come up with clear tactics to right. get there. Long term goals, short term goals, tomorrow goals, waiting mm-hmm. ways to get there. Um yeah. I really like this picture, so I wanna put it out there. Okay. Why do you like it? How does this fit into your overall strategy? It's kind of like when you start any kind of project. Um, it's good to define like a clear, uh, like a clear, not just a goal, but a like a clear rationale or overview for the project. You know, what is this about? What is the style of this? What is the reason for it? And then every single thing you do should be able to tie back into that one ultimate reason. And if it does, then you're doing things the right way. Mm-hmm. Cool. Do you yeah. want to? You have anything? Yeah. yeah. Um, I was gonna think like um, along the terms of because I like the term thoughtfulness and. Um, but with that uh, honesty, you know, a lot of times people feel like marketing is a is a bad word, mm-hmm. particularly when you're talking about art and music. Mm-hmm. Um, marketing is, you know, it's sales and it's sleazy and it's whatever. And I don't I don't agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, people can think what they want to think, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think so long as you're honest about what you're doing, you're honest, you know, with your with yourself and with your fans and you know. Um, you're telling the truth about, you know, your project and what you've accomplished and what you're trying to accomplish and what your songs are about and what your music video is about and, you know, all of this kind of topics, you know, that relate to your marketing strategy. As long as that's honest, um, you know, I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of, as, you know, as far as like trying to um, promote yourself or promote someone else you know Mm -hmm. like there's nothing wrong with telling communicating a message and telling someone hey you know i did this this i'm really proud of this you should check it out Mm -hmm. you know there's nothing wrong with feeling that way Mm -hmm. so long as you're honest you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. and like working in social media and stuff i totally agree with that um the number one thing that people can connect with or latch on to is is uh, a genuine quality about what they're seeing uh, the number one thing I think that people instinctively hate is are things that are forced, whether it's music, image, style, words, whatever. Um, everybody's going to like something when they feel like they're getting the real story or the real person. So, you know, everybody, you know, you might think you have to follow these rules or, or if I want to be a pop star, I got to do things in a certain way because that's the way commercial music is or that's the way this is like or metal bands gotta have to all act this way Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. hip-hop has a strong culture to Mm -hmm. it so we have to fit that um really it's just about finding what makes you unique because how overcrowded is the music scene i mean it's huge especially the way that everybody can put stuff out you have to break free of the noise and the only way to do that is to find what's unique about yourself and kind of um push that you know like be 110 percent of whatever you are, Mm -hmm. you know, like the same things that work for a band like Mastodon will never work for, you know, some alt country act, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter because they're two totally different crowds and both can make a 
great living off their art and um and all they're doing is it is doing what's real to them you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i think that's a huge part of it you know and don't try to put any fronts on or or anything like that you're you know, that's what's hard about it, too, is because being an artist, you're kind of exposing yourself. You're like, here's what sure. I think's cool. Here's me. Here are the things that I think about in my head. Now, everybody else look at it and say sure. whether or not it's good. Oh, yeah. That's really yeah. scary. Oh, it is scary. I mean, and, you know, and I've felt, I've felt that in my own kind of, I've had my own experiences where I've felt that. Even like, really, uh, quite honestly, like, starting this podcast and doing this podcast has been a journey through that. Good props to you, man. Yeah. for doing it. Thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah, it has. It's been it's been interesting because you know it's easy to sit down with some friends or something at like at coffee, where it's just going to be like minded people sitting down, you know, and talking about things and just and and then having an opinion. This is my opinion. This is the way I think or whatever, you know. But then it's a little bit of a scarier thing when you're suddenly going to be on a mic and you're going to say, well, this is a, this is what I think and who I am and how I think and what my opinion is. And then it's just, I don't know. It's different. It's a, it, you know, and then the tendency is to want to, is to want to sort of water your own self image down a little bit, I guess. And like, so, you know, basically what I'm hearing you guys say is really the most important thing in marketing is to have a vision and to be authentic. Totally. Really. That's, that's the, that's the, like the, the basic two core ingredients to begin your marketing recipe with. Yep. Then yeah. all the other stuff after it's not fun, the not fun stuff. I mean, like <laughs> we come up with a vision um, and then, you know, we want to like, let's we, talk about Google docs. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> we play music so that we can like hit fuzz yeah. pedals and yeah. like do cool stuff and make weird videos. But also the stuff that nobody knows about is that we have, you know, tons of uh, our Google Drive's full of spreadsheets and yeah. and calendars. Bullet points. So that's a little Bullet bit more points. of like you know, sort of like I guess the managerial stuff right. and like yeah. keeping track of stuff. And and I mean, you know, it's a it's a um, administration of, right. of and it the sounds really square. Right? It sounds yeah. really square, and it sounds really you know cubicle esque. But you know. Google is kind of fun, and it's, I kind of like <laughs> it the way it cool to get organized. And, and so, it, yeah, you know, it, and it's super organized in it. And it, you know, even though it might be square, uh, it really pays off. Yeah, and that's great. You know, that's a great productivity, practical productivity, managerial thing. You know, but one could argue it's not actually. That's kind of like not actually marketing. It's a project management right. sort of era. Sure, or, or, it's or, what you're putting into, but with yeah, the mar- spreadsheet. But with the marketing, it's like. You need to have a six month plan. I spent too long trying to tweak the EQ on my amp um, for eight hours straight one night to get like the perfect riff to not, you know, know how I'm going to market it for the first six months it's out, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, you need to have all that planned out because once stuff starts rolling, you're like, okay, what were we going to say about the album today or what new piece of content were we going to put out to, to, to you know, attract people to our album, or how are we going to get more listeners? I forgot how we were, how are we going to do that. I mean, that's why we have brainstorming sessions. I mean, uh, Parrish and I would meet for coffee at like eight in the morning once a week for for a couple months, and just like, okay, what do we need to do? Figure out now for our marketing plan for our mm-hmm. record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay, so how about um, let's talk real quick a couple other little follow up questions about so in the modern time of marketing 
now we've got this whole, you know, the internet, right? So there's internet and then there's still like traditional media hanging around. There's still, you know, terrestrial radio out there. Um, There's still like, I guess, cable music channels and um and there like, are <laughs> and like big sort of like main more mainstream print magazines and stuff talk about that for a minute the, you know the traditional world versus the online world where should people really be focused what's the you know what well, i think it largely depends on your budget okay you know like um if, if your budget is relatively low um then the internet and free social media sites and all that is your best friend. It's super beneficial. It pay, you know, that pays off very well for what you put into it, which is generally free. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you have a huge budget, then of course, like Rolling Stone and VH1, even though like they're probably, you know, we kind of talk about it as like, yeah, like they're kind of dinosaurs, but like if, if a villain place artist were to be on much music, like that would be huge, mm-hmm. you know, like, or if they were in Rolling Stone, like it's print media is going away, but it's not going away like tomorrow. It's still considered like, you know, if somebody said, okay, what's more, you know, influential a Rolling Stone magazine or Pitchfork, then I would still say Rolling Stone magazine. Okay. Even, even, you know what I mean? Like I would still say that the, okay. the public perception is that I think, okay. at least my opinion is that. So let's say that you are, you know, like I mentioned before, one of those bands in one of those cities starting out and, you know, maybe, I don't know, your grandfather or some, you know, somebody, maybe just a mentor, I don't know, somebody writes you a check and goes, hey, you know what, I'm going to write you a check to help your band now. I think you guys can go places, whatever, and, you know, maybe they give them, let's say, $5,000, okay? Is that money, Is would that be... A budget warranting, would you sort of, where would you funnel that? Would you sort of like... Do they already have a product in place? Like, is the is the 5000 does it go towards the product, the recording? Or let's say it's a, it's a, you know, let's say they want to spend it all on marketing. Okay. Let's just say that they've got this product out there, they want to get their music heard, you know? Yeah. And so they're in this marketing phase. What, what, how would you funnel that money in, in, in a marketing sense? Um, would it be all an online thing? Would it be some partially traditional stuff or you know where would your where would you put your priority i think with that budget you're definitely all online okay you might reach out to some of the and and so it sounds like to me you're saying you know all online because it's more cost effective and that's perhaps more bang for the buck but not necessarily um the ideal situation. You're, it kind of sounds like to me like you're saying maybe the ideal situation would still be to tap traditional forms of media marketing. Yeah, stuff. that stuff's so expensive though, and really, I mean, unless you're at a certain level, it, it might not even. It's it, not worth it. Yeah, it might not be even worth it. Uh, when you're talking about something like five thousand dollars, I think um, first get some help, like uh, and. Because really what you're working off of on $5,000 are relationships. You need to build relationships with people who can write about you, people who can talk about you, people who might taste makers in music, you know? Mm-hmm. So instead of throwing that $5,000 at saying, hey, put an ad somewhere that somebody may or may not flip to, it's like, okay, with $5,000, how can we make a little cool package and maybe make 200 of them? And then send them out to all these tastemakers with some personal handwritten note in there, 
um, maybe a follow-up online. It's like, how can we use that money to build a network for our music? So yeah. what I would do is I, I, w- I would, you know, depending on what my focus track or lead single is or whatever the song is I'm trying to push, I would come up with something based around that that I think people might be interested in, you know? Uh, it doesn't have to be like something they'd use every day, but, you know, if you send them something that they're going to remember you by, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's what you're looking for. You're like, oh, those guys are really cool. They took time out of their day to not only send me something, but they, you know, wrote me a note in there really thanking me for my time, or they did like a little video liner thanking me, or they gave me a shout out on social media. It's like, these guys seem pretty cool. I, I want to give them a chance. I'm going to at least check out their music and try to go somewhere for that from there. Right. Um, for instance, like one artist we're working with, Ted C. Fox, uh, he... He's a part of Fox's Donut Den, you know? Like, mm. he makes donuts every day. Donuts that the entire... Which is a Nashville institution. Yeah, which yeah, the entire totally. city of Nashville yeah. knows about, you know? So when Ted plays shows, he takes boxes of donuts to the show promoters, to anybody who's helped him get the show, anybody there. Ted does, um, you know, any kind of press or any meets anybody, you know, he he extends that first. It's like, hey, here's a peace offering. They're going to remember that. Oh, that's mm-hmm. the, the guy with the donuts. And also his songs are pretty cool, too. Mm-hmm. So um it's like it's like when you're talking about a small budget you got to think of a way to make yourself stand out cuz that's not enough money to just throw at the problem. You know, mm-hmm. you still have to be super creative and the number one thing that you got to use with any budget that's small like that is just sweat equity, you know. Mm-hmm. You got to be willing to put hours in it. Parish and myself I've spent, you know, countless hours burning CDs, stamping CDs, mm-hmm. writing notes on stuff, putting stuff together. Um, our time can't be considered too important to do stuff that might help our career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I might in- invest um, tangible dollars in a good website. Okay. You know, I think that that's probably something super worth. You know, the investment. Of if 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 you as a band or any of your band members aren't savvy enough to make a good website, and like when I say good website, I mean like a website that you know, you would be proud to send a web developer, mm-hmm. you know, a, a real legitimate, not a GeoCities, you know, 1995. Yeah, right. Like a real functioning, awesome looking website yeah. that's going to make people like, if they're like, oh gosh, like these guys took the time to make this awesome website, they must really care about their music. It's fully functioning and it, and it looks great. You know, that's that would be worth the investment of however much it costs. Yeah, the content's got to be in place. Like, unfortunately, gonna say, like, videos. you're going to see, like, the first thing I notice about a band is their, their picture, yeah. their um, their video, their design, you know. Uh, and I think you can get all of that quality stuff for that. Uh, we're, still, we're still hypothetically talking about the $5,000. Like, you can get great promos, a website. Yeah, you everything know, all you that, need to kind of present yourself as a package that somebody right. might remember, you know, like... It, it's not music, but I was on Netflix today, like looking for movies to watch, and I was judging stuff based off the covers, you mm-hmm. know, and like that has nothing to do with the actual mm-hmm. movie I'm about mm-hmm. to watch, but that's the first presentation right. in my mind. Yeah, it, it brings up. I, I've, I've reflected on stuff like that before, you know, in in your recent years, and there's that old sort of adage that advice that sort of like your grandmother always gave you. It's like, don't judge a book by your cover. Right. But it's like, but no, you absolutely. Everybody. You should absolutely yeah. judge a book by its cover. You should, you should. I always have maintained that you should. How you guys, are you guys, um, it's basically, I don't know if you're familiar with this term. You probably are as marketers, but the term thin slicing. 
So I think I don't know who it, who came up with it. But then, of course, Malcolm Gladwell, a lot of people attribute it to him, but I think that he didn't come up with it. But it's this idea of, like, there's all this, like, when you're looking at, like, really it applies to, like, a person. Because, like, the the idea of don't judge a book by its cover is really your grandmother telling you, like, hey, look, give people a chance. Don't make snap judgments about people or whatever. But that's what we do, and there's a a biological function that, that rewards us in to do that it's a it's a you know a safety sort of a safety mechanism to basically you know and we do it with all kinds of stuff and it's it's a natural thing to do and it's useful but the term thin slicing is basically like you know when you see somebody and there's all these like little micro expressions basically what sort of like you would people would just describe or like a hippie would describe as like i just got a weird vibe or i got a good vibe from this person right Mm -hmm. it's thin slicing it's all these little micro expressions inflections in their voice their body language you know the actual words they were using just little things yeah we we all do it just in the back of our head it's like we thin slice and rapidly right so judging a book by its cover and it it makes sense to do because you know there's a cost to um in in, an interaction right and so if you go into an interaction and it doesn't and it's detrimental to you you know you need to be able to have this ability to sort of thin slice and figure out as quickly as possible is this does it look like it's going to be something that that I should do or somebody I should engage with or like whatever? Right. And so judge a book by its cover. It's the same, you know, and it, it makes sense. Like, you know, you should make your movie cover represent representative of, you know, it should be cool. It should represent what the movie is about. It should, yeah. you know, it, same thing with like a book cover, same thing with a, with a, with a record or whatever, you know, it's a big part of it. It's a big part of, the image is a big part of, you know. For sure. And oftentimes it's like, like I was saying earlier, is like oftentimes that's perceived as like not what, you know, somebody's going to say, oh, I didn't get into music to, you know, sell out and, and try to present myself in like a glossy way. Well, it doesn't have to be glossy. Mm-hmm. It just needs to be, you know, authentic and your best representation Congruent. of you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for somebody listening to this and being like, okay, I don't know. You guys have a lot of ideas, but I have no idea how to get started or do any of this stuff. This is great. I'm glad you're going um, here because the last <laughs> question I was going to say is like, get on like an entry. Like, what would be the entry point? But right. I think you're already going to break it down yeah, for you right cool. here. Yeah. Uh, just watch what other people are doing. So, for instance, you don't know how to do like a, a marketing strategy for your record that's going to come out. Find out who has a record coming out in three to four months and just start following all their social media accounts. Go to their website. Go to their other stuff. Look what they're doing. I did that this year when I knew Tame Impala had a record coming out in a couple months. I just started, you know, devouring everything they were doing so I could grasp their whole record release strategy. And if you want to learn how to be better on Instagram, go follow a bunch of musicians on Instagram. Go follow a bunch on Twitter. Uh, Watch their videos. You know, ingest as much content as you can. And, and 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 judge it, you know. Okay, figure out what works that's and what great, doesn't. Great advice. I love that. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. I I like that. Um, in a non musical sense, I will go and follow like, well, I don't know, like Target. Like, what's Target doing? Uh huh. Target is awesome, in my opinion. You know, like Target does a great job of putting forward a, a cohesive image of of what they're about. Mm-hmm. Or who? I mean, like, who else would be a good example? Um. You know, a big brand like that. Um, 
you know, I don't know, whatever. Well, you you don't point? have to name any of the evil empires, yeah, but, you I know, mean, like... But it's just yeah. that kind of thing where it's like you're just looking for inspiration, and, and, yeah, you can find it in bands, but you can also find it in other places. And you know that those companies have the best of the best working right. for them and the best social media strategists, the best marketers. And, and you know, you, ta- you, you take what works and leave the rest, you know? So. Right. Cool. Well, awesome. So we're, we're you know, this we're 32 minutes in, so this is great. It's a double dose... Of the 15-minute mix down. Double, double, double. I was just going to say, if any of you are still unsure, uh, you can email info at villainplace.com. definitely. And uh, we'll help you come up with all of this. No, 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 definitely. I was going to say, like, you know, there's a double dose of the 15-minute mix down, and, and, you know, these. I hope that these tips have helped. But definitely... Follow up with these guys. Tell them where the where they can go. Yeah, it's so. villainplace.com, V-I-L-L-A-I-N, uh, place.com. And uh, you can see a P-L-A-C-E, bunch of... P-L-A-C-E, place. How do you spell place? Thank you. <laughs> P-L-A-C-E. And as Parrish said, it's never bad to self-market. We're just, uh, you know, we got to yeah, throw absolutely. In, That's what this is about. I mean, a marketing you know, thing. But, you know, yeah. yeah, our main thing is just to help other people do what we're doing. And, and, you know, we're learning every day, too. So every project helps us learn a little more. So we're just right. glad to work with people. Great. So yeah, I would be thrilled if someone emailed with a question. I mean, I you know, yeah, cool. Yeah. It's a great place to follow up. You that's you know why we had you guys on to 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 share some marketing tips and uh, go in and, and explore that realm of of things. You know, getting your ideas out there, having them take root in the world. You're making uh, extraordinary art, living an extraordinary life of an artistic visionary. But you know. Let's get it out there. So that's that's what these you know this this little thirty minute podcast has been about kind of an entry point and sort of the higher level and getting started, getting your head wrapped around that and a place to start. But definitely follow up with these guys here at Villain Place if you have any more questions to the guys to ask. And uh, awesome, that's that's it. And uh, stay subscribed and uh, leave us a good rating and review on iTunes. And you can follow the Modern Recordist on Twitter. At Modern Recordist. No, Please do. The Modern Recordist? At Modern Recordist. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Modern Recordist on Twitter. The is, f- the is too long. The Modern Recordist is too long. It or Twitter. It doesn't fit. There are lots of rules on social media. <laughs> so do it. Go follow us on Twitter, Modern Recordist. Subscribe to us on iTunes if you're not already subscribed. Leave us a rating and review. Good ratings and reviews. Keep us relevant in the charts and spread the word. And speaking of spreading the word, if you liked this episode, share it with a friend or two that you know uh, would be into this. So that's it for this time. And there's more for you next week. And until then, go live your extraordinary life of an artistic visionary and create something impactful in the world.